we're getting better. Mm, we're getting better. We're getting there. Super hyped about it. Okay. Conversations on our way. Interesting. Welcome to a special episode of Conversations on Our Way. It's the 18th of December, 2021. I'm Flo. I'm Sam. And we're back. <laughs> Even for just one more episode, just in the nick of time for the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, we. I know we said we would come back in November and obviously we didn't. Um, we have our reasons. We'll go a bit deep. Um, we'll go into detail a bit late. Um, a bit later into this episode, but yeah, we are. We're back. We're Feels back. a bit weird. Feels a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Feels a bit weird, but at the same time, I think there's something always. I don't know. I always had a good time doing the podcast. So yeah. in a sense, it's a good feeling. Um, mm. but I kind of also miss this feeling a little yep. bit. Yep. It's a bit indescribable, but. No, it's good. Um, yeah, again, like Sam said, apologies for not coming back exactly on the 1st of November, first weeks of November. But I think the the short and sweet way of really just explaining it is that life got in the way. <laughs> as, this actually as it, has been a... Oh, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. No, no, no. All good. But in, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this year has been pretty big for both me and Flo, mm. um, a lot of challenges. Um, mm. Yeah, we've been through quite a bit. And yeah. Yeah, so forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> forgive us. All the people, um, the, the people that we see listening from around the world, but mm. thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy this one too. Um, like we always say, these episodes and these recordings are actually mainly for us, but obviously for also your viewing and you're listening. This mm. is our time capsule for us mm. when we are like 20, 30, 40 years down the track. Mm. Um, but also it's just something that we just really enjoyed always doing. Yeah. Talking and, and just sharing. Yeah. And we just wanted to get a, an episode, um, recorded for- an episode um, before end of the year. So we, yeah, Which I would is- like in 10, 10, 20 years time, I would like to hear what, I'm like right now when I'm mm. 24 and what I, what the world is like, COVID's still, go, still going around. Oh still, my God. <laughs> yeah, still a big topic in new, in the news, not as big anymore because I think everyone's just gotten tired, tired of talking about it. Mm. But yeah. And just want to remember the state of time and the future. Look back. Yeah. The headspace. Yep. Yeah. And everything. I mean, we, it's the end. I can't, I still can't believe it's the end of 2021. And yeah. just thinking back, well, everything that's happened this year, but also just thinking about, we started this podcast a year and a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or a few like months September after. September. September. 2020? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I remember starting our episodes and talking about, you know, oh, COVID's going to, like, finish, Mm. we're going to be out of the pandemic by the end of the year, or, like, the beginning of next year, which was meant to be the beginning of this year. We didn't know what we were talking about. (laughs) Uh, To be fair, I think we were just optimistic. It's... Yep. But at the same time, you know, there were a lot of signs that, you know, we would have to hit a point where we would be living with it, and that's really where we really are, so... Thinking about what we thought 
2021 would be in its entirety when we started it's just completely different but you know what that's life yeah i Um, I honestly like i remember do you remember the episode we recorded like before 2021 like i i remember we had an episode where we recorded yes we did a we did a year in oh we did kind of like a 2020 reflections Mm. on like the last on the last week of Mm. december i think that's my suspicion because yeah. that's when I think we would do like our yeah end of year reflections of sorts. What do you remember from it? Um, I remember being hopeful. <laughs> oh, that's hopeful good. New year. Um, Are you still hopeful for next year? <laughs> I think I think yeah, of course, of course. Mm. I think every year I'm hopeful that the next year will be be good. Mm. Um, yeah, I right now uh, I hope twenty twenty two going to be a good year um mm. yeah i actually last not last night the night before two two nights ago i wrote this uh time capsule letter to myself was, oh. i'll get it i'll get it end of 2022 so oh very nice yeah. oh yeah. those are the like the future me you yeah, know yeah, yeah. back those are awesome i should really do one of those yeah you should just as, just to oh actually doing them every year i think is also a good idea mm. or like Every time uh, you hit a big milestone, you kind of like write to yourself. Yeah. And I think that's actually, yeah, actually, that's a really, really good idea. I should start doing it. Yeah. Do um, but I was going to yeah. say something. I was going to say something just then. I just completely mind blanked. <laughs> I think we're out of, out of touch with this podcasting. <laughs> I know. But at the same time, like, it's just good fun to do it. And yeah. I like this feeling that I have. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to say, What's funny, and I we've probably mentioned this in last year's end of year podcast as well, but it's funny how we as humans, because we structure our time based on like a calendar year, hours, days, and whatnot, that we actually have a psychological, I guess, we put psychological meaning behind, you know, when the year changes, mm-hmm. you know, what's your new goals for the next year and everything. But in <laughs> essence... Yeah, but then in essence, really, it's just, you know, the next day. It's just another day, really. Um, So I remember having that perspective very strongly last year. I still Mm. do. It's that there's no point waiting for next year. If you want next year to be better, do it now. now. Mm. Um, So 100%, I do, do, do 100% still believe that. Mm. But I also give merit to just needing to have a break yep. <laughs> before think- the hustle begins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think it, even if you consciously have that the opinion about mm-hmm. years passing by being a new year, et cetera, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. it doesn't really, grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. Would the, a number changing in the calendar doesn't mean anything yes. realistically, but I think... Mm-hmm psychologically it means quite a bit like consciously Mm. or unconsciously so um yeah so if it does mean something to you unconsciously it then it it does mean something i don't know what (laughs) i'm getting i don't know where i'm trying to get get to here but i'm I'm just saying like i'm just trying to say it's it does mean something more more than you think Mm. yeah i think it's more so that because everyone else runs on it 
Um, mm. You know, work normally shuts down on the end of the year, giving time for a Christmas and New Year break. So I think, yeah, society, the way that society is built, it's kind of ingrained into us. We get a little mm. bit of a break and a little bit of seasonal reprieve at the end of the year. Yeah. So I think that that is kind of baked into our conscious anyway. Yeah, if, even if if even if we don't like it, it, I'm pretty sure it affects most of us. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, gosh, what a year! Mm-hmm. So what happened in 2021? <laughs> um, I mean, we did cover. Okay, let's be mindful. We did cover all the way up to about end of April, beginning of May. Yeah. So what, last. What yeah, what, what nine months? Yeah. Eight mm. months. No, mm. so, oh gosh, I can't count. Uh, so, yeah, nine months. <laughs> Last nine months. Goodness. Uh, well, well, okay. You, you want to go ahead? Uh, yeah, because I, I, we have a list of things we kind of want to touch on um, mm-hmm. to, the, to the listeners. Um, we touched about COVID. I don't think there's much to talk about, about COVID anymore. No one wants to listen to it anymore. Listen no one's listening. Yeah. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. This is this is a time capture. Remember, it's okay. for the people oh, in twenty thirty years time. It's for us in the future. Okay, all right. Okay. The only things I think we need to cover about COVID is one. Where yeah, well, the yeah. new variant is definitely one. Um, we live with it. Um, mm-hmm. we had another lockdown. Actually, that's also something to mention. We had another lockdown after Big just lockdown. after we started. Um, stopped, paused a podcast. Yeah, around June, I think. Yeah, it kicked yeah. off end of May, beginning of June. This is for Australia, guys. Yeah. When did it um, end? Oh, October? Yeah. Thereabout? Yeah, that was And tough. so that took a big chunk of our year. Um, yeah. So that was very unexpected, I think, because mm. we thought that all the lockdowns that we did last year were enough. Um, but then... That was due to the second wave of the variant, which is the Delta variant, um, which was a lot more infectious and just more widespread. And so a lot of countries had problems dealing with it, but the vaccination came into play. Um, I think pretty much almost the entire country is double vaxxed. Mm, Um, But at the same time, now we have a new variant, and that's Omicron. And whether this is going to be the last, probably not. But mm. it's that whole notion that we did think about and we had considered last year where new variants would come. Would the vaccinations be able to be uh, even effective against the new variants? That's a whole other question. But it's also proving that, you know, this Omicron one, I think I saw a headline where... Um, a new study suggests that basically certain vaccines, mm. overseas ones, not really ones that we have around in Australia, but overseas ones um, weren't as effective against Omicron. Yeah. And so that's the, yeah. the real... The Pfizer one is okay, I think. Yes, Pfizer's yeah. good. I think the ones that we're um, not sure about anymore is Johnson Johnson. One of the China ones, because I think it's like Sinopharm or something like that. Yeah. Um, I know, I know. Moderna is doing really well. I think, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. One so far. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's currently with all the studies done. Mm. Um, but that's the thing. It's like you know, every time a new variant, new mutate, new mutation of it comes out, they have to retest and kind of yeah. hope for the best. Yeah. Um, but we, I, I think I saw headlines. Um, 
that saying Omicron is definitely more infectious, but not as severe. Severe, yeah. Yeah, which is, I guess, in, is a, like, and this is a quote-unquote good thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Although I think so. Although people might get it, and they won't be as sick, which yes. I think I would opt for. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. <laughs> what, like, you know, which one is the better of the two evils type thing? But at the same time, I think there are also theories that, you know, if everyone gets it, then will everyone be immune from it or better from well, it after? Didn't, in 2020, didn't, when we first got COVID, didn't one of the European countries just stay open and was like... Oh, oh that's right. They did... Was Sweden? I think so. It's one of the... Yeah, they were the just like, Nordic oh, okay, countries, we'll get, I think yeah, so. we'll get herd immunity, etc. And it didn't work out too well. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not but, sure how they are actually with the newer variant. Mm. But that's the thing. It's like as as soon as a new variant and mutation comes into play, everything goes back up in the air. Yeah. But my point that I'm pretty much trying to say is that we are definitely living with it. Mm. Um it's still affecting everything. C countries are still trying to open up their economies and things like that. And a lot of the world has also reopened, but because of the new variants, it, they've kind of had to curb it back a bit. Um, yeah, people are still, yeah, pretty anxious about the new one. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was actually talking to um, just like a stranger um, the other day who just got back from Thailand, and he's just saying uh, it's like mad hysteria. I don't know whether it was more so him or like, everyone around actually in Thailand, but he was very concerned mm. um, about COVID itself, which I was actually a little bit surprised about. Um, and interesting that happened in the last few months is I managed to go to Paris mm -hmm. for a week <laughs> in the gap. Very, very, there was a very small gap when borders opened. Um, I managed to get to Paris and then borders started, uh, well, current yeah. restrictions started coming back. Yeah. So I only I'll, I'll only let myself go traveling if there was no quarantine on either side because it just takes up too much time. Um, I think shortly, probably a week after I got back from Paris, they reintroduced three-day quarantine. But yeah. now it's home quarantine, not um, yeah. hotel quarantine, which is great. Um, and three days isn't that? too much. Yeah. Um, Paris? What would you do with Paris? You want to let the listeners know? That you was... Do? Why'd you go... How was it? <laughs> that was an interesting experience. Um, I think it was also just interesting, I think, from, from what a lot of people want to hear about is what is it like traveling during COVID? Mm. First, the planes were at a third or half capacity, which was fan-freaking-tastic. <laughs> Did you have people next to you? Next to you? No. Yeah, so I was lucky to be able to have um, a row on each mm. flight. But not by, I think there was a couple flights that I did first end up sitting next to other people, but then I moved. Mm. Um, but the fact that the plane had capacity for people to, you know, move about, change seats, and that I could have an entire row was just fantastic. Yeah. I, well, I think that should be the norm anyways, even without COVID, because I planes, agree. Are, planes are just so, so cramped. Packed. Yeah, cramped. Yeah. You don't have leg room. Mm -hmm. and yeah. So. Yeah, completely agree. Um, but it's also just because flying from Sydney to Paris on two legs, because there's, I don't think there's a direct flight to Paris from Sydney. You always have to 
like um, yeah. have a stopover connecting flight, Singapore, Dubai, one or the mm. other, um, is about 24 hours of flying, 21 to 24 hours of flying. Yeah. And so definitely appreciative of the entire row. Um, in terms of border controls and what it was like, it's, there's just a lot more travel documents. You have to check basically from each country, not just the country that, between you and where you're going to end up, because that's what we normally did before. We had to just worry about visas of the country that we were actually going to land um, and our destination. But now because of coronavirus, you have to check on the restrictions on the connecting countries as well. So, for example, um, to Paris, there was no quarantine. There's no quarantine. You don't actually need a PCR COVID test um, to even enter. You just like, need a declaration saying that, you know, I've been vaccinated and I don't have COVID um, or you're not feeling any symptoms of sorts. But we, what I found out <laughs> that just even the night before I was flying out is that actually Singapore requires it because I was stopping over in Singapore and because I was, I think, also flying Singapore Airlines, they required a P negative PCR test. And I mean, right now you can get a PCR test within an hour, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I think even before then, normally it was like a 24-hour window. And yeah. yes, it's still best to leave it in a 24-hour window no matter where you're traveling because it just takes time for that country or that city to in a sense process it and get your results back mm, mm. unless you want to pay an arm and a leg well not really an arm and a leg but yeah a lot more of a premium fee to get like instant results but not all countries do instant results like when i was in paris we thought that we were able to get um like a three-hour one mm. um obviously the language barrier didn't help too much but um what the definition of like you know 24 hours and the next day is also very different <laughs> yep. Yep. um so just be mindful of that anyone traveling um but there's just a lot more travel documents especially coming back to australia as well declarations and whatnot and i think just the fact that it just consistently is a changing landscape just depending on what each country is wants to do lockdown not lockdown quarantine not quarantine restrictions and whatnot so there's just a lot more to be aware of. And there's also a bit of uneasiness as well because you're just not sure sometimes like when things can spike up and things shut down. And also what doesn't help is that your travel insurance doesn't cover <laughs> that sort of um, cancellation most of the time. I think credit card travel insurance might, but like buying travel insurance. I think some airlines cover. Yeah, I think some yeah, airlines yeah. would be able to give you that back. but. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like accommodations and whatnot, it's just a completely different landscape. Yeah. You have to buy in travel insurance that covers like unlimited medical expenses because basically you don't know how much it'll cost. You don't know how long you'll be sick for. You don't know how long their quarantine or their just recovery periods that are required in different countries are. So you have to get that. That's also mandatory, I think, for certain countries. I think Singapore requires proof of travel insurance mm. um what other well, thing well, yeah. yeah just so yeah. tedious and... yeah but but at the same time i 100 percent think it's still worth it <laughs> really okay do, then do okay. you want to talk about why you went to paris yeah sure sure um so i, I want to address why i think it's worth it 
So my friend's going there for work and she asked me to tag along, you know, mm. it's good company and whatnot. And I was just like, you know what? Why not? A week <laughs> in Paris? I've never been? Sure, let's go. <laughs> but obviously, because at the time there was no quarantine on either side and I just, you know, it's like coming to the end of the year. I just needed that break. Um, and also I just liked the spontaneity of it. I only decided probably like a week or two beforehand. Mm. I remember I was in Melbourne just the week beforehand and my family was concerned mm. <laughs> because the cases in Europe yeah, were climbing yeah. back up. Mm. I actually remember the, I think the week beforehand, they were already about like 6,000 climbing up 10,000. I think the day before I left, it was about 12,000. The mm. day I left, it was about 30,000. Yeah, I remember I was pretty worried, but <laughs> um, that's how that's how that was being because of the Delta variant as well. Not even Omicron yet, mm. but Delta variant. The Delta variant hit Europe a bit later, um, so it was very interesting traveling through COVID. Obviously, from the travel requirement stance, but also just being in Paris, going to a country. With less tourists, like the one of the most traveled cities in the world, but without like half of the world also coming through it, is actually awesome. Because one, it's way less condensed. Um, you get a lot more space to just even move and see everything. Um, I think a big chunk of the tourism industry was taken out because especially China still has two weeks quarantine on each side. So... That's why I think a lot of the Asian travelers are actually not traveling. I think Korea and Japan are still also um, under tie wraps. So it was, it was still busy, don't mind me. Like, it, like, we went to the biggest department stores as well, but also I went to the Eiffel Tower. It was still busy. You still saw lots of tourists. I'm presuming they're tourists because they're the ones who are like coming and taking photos of it. Maybe it's um, maybe it's actual people who live in Paris. Have, they've like Parisians? finally, oh yeah, finally, no tourists. Let's go to look <laughs> at the tower. Yeah. Nice, yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, I think it was such a much a quite nice experience. Um, when I went on my morning walks at like crack of dawn for them, it was like probably seven eight a.m. It was just really nice walking through the streets. It's not super freezing cold yet. Um, and I went through lots of different bakeries, um, just all oh, just morning walks, really. And it was actually really quite quaint, very much like what you see in the movies, because I guess the movies don't really kind of capture how heavily tourist, touristy some of these mm. places are. So it was actually quite nice and picturesque and just a blessing in disguise, I guess. Mm. Um, but... It was also quite interesting seeing how people lived overseas because in Australia, we, were all, we just came out of lockdown. We were, Australia is very sensitive. Um, we locked mm -hmm. down pretty quick. Um, every time cases come up, we kind of clamp down pretty fast because we don't want yeah. it to spread. And so it was interesting seeing going over to Europe because I have colleagues that work over in Europe and they're like, yeah, we're already out and about. We just live with it. And it was just hard to grasp. But then when I was there, you kind of get it. They literally just live with it. Some people are wearing masks, some people are not. But people are going about their daily lives. Um, 
you have to show your vaccination, which is normal, but no one seems to be particularly scared. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to think about it because, yeah, it's fair enough because I, I guess there's some fatigue to, to this whole situation. Okay, yeah, we get it, COVID, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what death rates are right now. Pretty I'm low, not right? Sure. Like 1% or 2% if I were to guess. Um, I would hope so, but at the same time, I don't know how it is after the Europeans got hit with the Delta yeah, variant. But, they don't, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, there's probably some like a lot of fatigue about, about like just locking down. It's obviously oh, yeah. long term. You can't do. You can't just constantly lock down, lock the whole world down over, over yeah. and over again. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely. I think countries are definitely resigning to the fact that we have to just live with it and they have to open up their economies well they just otherwise they just can't survive yeah um, so yeah but it was also kind of <laughs> it was interesting because i met some new friends over when i was in paris and they're from all different parts of europe yeah. but the fact is, is that you know for us it's so bizarre you know it's an hour train over to like germany or um to another country yeah. <laughs> Whereas for us, it takes, what, three, uh, an hour and a half at least flying um, by car. It's like 10 hours or so. So I thought it was quite interesting also just seeing that dynamic, just working and living in Europe. You kind of got people coming in and out, very um, going in between countries. So it was nice. Um, Paris is awesome. Um I think definitely I can see why everyone goes there, but at the same time, I think um, all the food is amazing and mm. the ambience. I think what stands out to me the most is the size of the monuments and the buildings are so grand that you can, if everything feels a little bit majestic. So. Really? Yeah. It's, I think it's because they obviously have a lot more um, history yeah. Um, comparative to Australia, which is relatively much younger comparative. Mm -hmm. um, so they have their buildings, like, you know, a two-story building here is like a one-story that because their ceilings are so high. Um, they, I guess, architecturally, they always had much higher ceilings on each floor. So, yeah, it was beautiful. Um, I would go back. I'd love to redo it. There are a lot of things mm. I will probably redo um, just because it was actually quite a short trip. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's something that I was glad that I did. It was a spontaneous decision and it was an adventure in itself. Mm. I was actually quite happy I did that. But anyway, on to other things that happened in 2021. <laughs> um, things that happened. So when the lockdown happened for us in Australia, that was pretty heavy. That started up in, what, June? Yeah. Um, it was very unexpected. I think for both me and you, we did not expect to have that long of a lockdown, I think as well. That, yeah. That... I think when it first started, I was actually up there in Sydney with you, with you. I almost couldn't come back to Melbourne. I think I, I had that feeling about, yeah. that, that, that was the case, but yes, I was, I just remember getting a bit worried. I was up there in Sydney and then. That's yeah. right. Actually, yeah. just that just jogged my memory because actually when so Victoria, so where Sam lives, his state actually went into lockdown first and I was in Melbourne <laughs> and <laughs> the morning of the press conference, 
that that happened because this was in May. I remember because we were like seeing the numbers climb and we also know how sensitive especially Victoria is. Mm. Um, and I was like, nope, I got to go. And yeah. as soon as that press conference yeah. happened, we dashed out. Sam took me oh, straight to the airport. Yeah, I remember that morning. Straight that to funny. the airport. I got out on a one o'clock flight, which was actually so good because they ended up or request they made mm, quarantine mandatory for 4 p.m. after. Mm. So I actually got in at like three o'clock, I think. Mm. So that was so lucky. Um, but yeah, Sam, you came up in June, a couple weeks after, and that's what? when I think yeah. Sydney why, started to go. Why was I able to go? Because uh, even after Victoria's lockdown, that's a it's that's something uh, I don't really remember. But I'm still glad I went. Sure. Actually, I don't really remember either. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. the cases weren't, um, I think you should still travel, but I think the cases weren't quite, quite as bad, um, yeah. but they, there was a scare. The first scare is when I was in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but then, the you know. thing happened when I was in Sydney. Yes. Then, then what happened? Uh, oh, no, that's right. Remember. So there was this, so Victoria and New South Wales always have this thing of like who kind of ha- gets hit harder <laughs> or who manages it better. Yeah. So I remember like Victoria kind of started clamping down, but then um, it kind of, Victoria got better. Oh, then Sydney New South was Wales like, started. Uh, yeah, Sydney was like, ah, uh, okay, <clears throat> we'll be all right. Let's, yeah. Let's just and then see Sydney it. started, see. yeah, exactly. And everything broke out and it. And then everyone was blaming the, the state premier and yeah. It just gone yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that ended up lasting for months, like five months at least. Yeah, that I was think. tough. That was really tough. Because I didn't expect hard. another big lockdown like that, especially coming out from 2020 where we had, well, Mel- where, when Melbourne had a crazy big lockdown. And that was really tough for me. But then another one hit me. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I this lockdown hit me more as well. Um, I think it's just getting tired of it. Because I, I don't think last year's lockdowns hit me nearly as hard. Mm. I actually enjoyed the, the lockdown in itself. And it, I, it wasn't that bad in Sydney even though. The yeah. 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 It wasn't as bad comparatively. I think Melbourne had curfews. We never had curfews yeah yeah but i think what was kind of important to kind of i guess think about like why the lockdowns were so hard on everyone but also i just for ourselves i think for me it was just more so being like enclosed Mm. um we'd already been through like all of that last year and it's just Mm. kind of like there's no end it i think that's why it kind of was harder for me this time it was just like is there going to be an end or are we just going to keep going in and out, in and out? Um, And that was kind of just hard to accept, I think. Um, I don't know. I I never thought about it like that, I guess. Um, I, um, I'm thinking if I should talk about this, but yeah, I'll talk about it. Um, For me, it was more, (laughs) to put it like, to put, like I, I think a, a bit more dramatic how I, I saw it. I'm like, yeah, what's the po- instead of seeing the point, um, not seeing the point of like oh, going lockdown, out of lockdown, etc. Like, well, but I saw it more as like, what's the point of? I don't want to say life because that's a bit too 
<laughs> too dramatic. But what's but. the point of us like we just you saw us going into a cycle really? Yeah. Never a mind. never ending yeah. cycle of yeah, sorts. Right. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know where I was where I was going with that, but yeah. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, I All good. All good, all good. But yeah, exactly. It's going into this, I think and not even just for like, you know, your personal life. Um, whether you're living alone with family or um, with um, friends and whatnot or housemates and whatnot. It was just, you were kind of just like very confined. But I think for me especially, it was a little bit harder this time because of work. Um, my corporate work has got a lot more to do with events and what happens in, in more physical events and whatnot. And so we were meant to have a much more travel face-to-face sort of this half of the year, but it just all got pushed to next year. And it was just kind of a frustration because it takes a lot of time and effort to be planning these sorts of events and interactions. Mm. Um, And they're also necessary for the company that I work for. So it was, yeah, for me, it was also just a work frustration of not being able to do and it, but we had to pivot. But in a sense, at the same time, um, being forced, you know, to face these challenges, you are forced to pivot. And that's also a great thing. I think one thing I do, um, I take pride in is pivoting um, something that I did at work. So we were meant to be doing a particular campaign. This is a marketing campaign of sorts um, with billboards and advertising, right? But because COVID, we all went back into lockdown. There was no chance. <laughs> there was no point really to do these kind of in-person advertisings anymore because advertisements anymore because no There's one was no going to be. No one's going to see them. Everyone's in lockdown. Everyone's working from home. Like no yeah. one's in the city. <laughs> mm. No one's in the office. So I actually pivoted all of my campaigns to instead thanking the healthcare industry for all of their work. Um, so just for context, I, I work for the healthcare industry and from a marketing perspective. Mm. And so I also understood that and also had colleagues and friends who worked and was feeling the real brunt of being a frontliner in the healthcare industry. And you just, you just think about the work that they are doing day in, day out, and just the capacity that, and how stretched they are. I just really wanted to do something for them. So I pivoted all of the billboards to instead thank the healthcare industry, the frontliners and everyone supporting them instead. And that was a really like heartwarming. And I think it was just, just a really good campaign to do. I'm quite particularly proud of um, that one. Mm. Um, Just also just an opportunity for us to, in a sense, give goodwill and set good sentiment back to the community. Because at the time it was, you know, cracker lockdown and, mm. you know, we just needed a little bit more of an uplifting sort of spirit. So yeah. there I were think, a lot of challenges. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, um, you know. Just, yeah, just yeah. on that, I think mm-hmm. um, what I realized is what gets people, what keeps people going is hope. Mm. Hope for, like, Better. Not necessarily hope, like hope for 
um, looking forward to something. I think that's a better way to put it. Um, looking forward to when we get out of COVID, COVID's no more again. When yeah. we get out of lockdown, when Christmas time or the new year or whatever. So that's, yeah, keeps, people, yeah. keeps a lot of people going. Yeah, mm. I think so. Completely agree. Um, in a sense, it's always a hope for tomorrow. Yeah. You have a new opportunity, new day. You can do what you want next next day. Today today we'll live in the past and tomorrow you can make a new choice. Mm. Um but what was also interesting about this year, not even just the, the lockdown and the, its own challenges. Um I feel definitely this lockdown was a lot less productive for me compared to last year's one. Um I think it's just yeah different headspace so that in itself is so important how you are managing your headspace and your mindset through these times is also yeah. really important um, it's hard how- it's definitely so it's definitely so hard to manage you know yeah. because we're so we're very so um humans are very social we should we should be social and then you're forced to put in into lockdown where you're pretty much alone or with Set set um set people for a very long time. You you might have a lot of actually, more arguments, etc. But yeah, <laughs> I think it just actually just shows how much those little interactions, even with strangers, people on the street, the yeah. street vendors, your restaurant vendors, your waiter type thing, how much those mean. Those yeah. didn't didn't mm. we talk about this in another episode with uh Kelvin? Do you remember? Potentially. Yeah, we um, talked about the study where they, these group of scientists, where they were trying to um, find out what they they identified a small village city. I don't know in Europe mm-hmm. where they are uh, recognized to be the quote unquote happiest city slash uh. village in the world, and they just analyzed how what the culture is like what the culture there is like. Everyone's so, just really nice. <laughs> yeah. And I think they eventually they concluded that um, the biggest factor is probably um, small human interactions and yeah. human interactions with your baker, how, how, asking how they are, how their family is, with your hairdresser, etc. Mm. Those little interactions matter a lot. And as you but can I, see, yeah, as you I, can guess, um, yeah. in lockdown, you don't really get much of that. Yeah. I think it's also the flip side. It's where you kind of get a break from yourself and just yeah. being by yourself. And mm. there's just so much more stimulus. Finding out what other people happening in other people's lives, I think, is also another thing. Mm. Um, I think people have had to face kind of the reality of what their lives are right now and whether they're mm. happy or not. I think that's yeah. been a very big question, a very big challenge for a lot of people because... Um, I've been seeing all over the news that people are just quitting their jobs and just or going through this huge job change. And I think that comes into play with, you know, people thinking and having a lot more alone time to have a moment to think about these things. Yeah. Are they happy? Is this where they want to be? Um, is, this, is this what they want to be doing for the next X yeah. number of years yeah, or exactly. months? I think we touched on this when... Um lockdown first happened we, mm. we we said um people are much more reflective 
because they're mm. much yeah like you said more alone time more time to think more time to reflect mm-hmm. yeah um i in my opinion i guess it's good um mm-hmm. depending on how how pessimistic or optimistic you are i guess um, um i think because, it's good yeah sorry go ahead yeah um I guess I would say I'm much more pessimistic, but I'm definitely working on it. So, yeah. What are you going to say? Sorry? I think, actually, the fact that everyone's kind of having a think about it and there's this mm. huge shift. I know mm. it's not great for companies because companies are just like turnover of workforce, <laughs> what's mm. happening type thing. This is like um, seasonal, not quite seasonal, but just this mass change across industries. Um, but I think it's actually a good thing because in a sense, I'm hoping that, well, I personally believe that any change is good as Mm. long as you continuously change, you learn new Uh, things, whether about yourself or about what you like or don't like. And then you kind of keep going from that. Or like, for example, if you change jobs and you figure out that you actually hate it and you miss your old job, then you truly did love your old job and you can go back. Or you'll like, you know, work your way going back type thing. But it's still a valuable lesson or experience to have. So I think this great migration is a good thing. I think people are also just reassessing, you know, what's most important. Same thing as we mentioned last year that, you know, everyone's so much more reflective in terms of how they spend their time, how much they actually put into work. Um, but also the what working from home is also like has changed i think for a lot of people mm-hmm. um how they spend their time the fact that they can do laundry in between or have you know a home cooked meal in between meetings uh, so i think yeah the quality of life and people are just reassessing everything so yeah i think it's a good thing it'll be interesting again once again well to see. Well, I, we, I think we've definitely been the luckier luckier ones Yes. So we don't really know the the landscape well, of everyone. I, yeah, we yeah. I personally don't really know um anyone that has been hit by COVID really, really hard. And if you are one if you are one of them, I'm I'm sorry. But yeah. Um most most of my friends have been just office workers, front um health people in healthcare. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think for anyone who has been hit hard by COVID and, for example, losing their job or um, are, you know, their job stability is quite, I guess, threatened, um, obviously, you know, wishing all the very best for it. But at the same time, I 100% implore you to, you know, see this as an opportunity to, you know, make things better for yourself, um, but also, I don't know, Try yeah. and just be positive and not just be positive or optimistic, but take the opportunity and yep. do something new, try something new. Yep. Um, one, one quote that I really like, not a quote, but I, I think it, it, I would argue it's a fact mm-hmm. um, that we are, it's, we're in the age where we, making money is so it's much much easier than before Mm. there's Mm. so many ways to make money now because of the internet and if you argue against that i think i think that's wrong because um yeah it's just so so much easier to make money these days if the internet is limitless 
So, mm. yeah. Exactly. And so, and this, and there's so many changes that are happening. Actually, let's, let's touch on one of those for both Sam and I, um, during lockdown, as we are, you know, all looking for things to do. <laughs> Uh, we got a little bit more exploring into crypto and NFTs. Huh, um, part of, we're part of the pack, part of the sheep pack. <laughs> hey, yeah. everyone's got has a chance to explore. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think I don't. I don't want to dive too deep into it. I think because that's another episode in itself. But I just wanted to kind of touch base on what it did for us um, yeah. during lockdown. So what I think it did for me, it, it got me really excited about mm. learning something new, mm. something very accessible. Um, mm. You just need the internet, really. And, and I think it's also the whole community aspect of it, but the concept itself of what an NFT and, and what crypto does. But I think for the timing part of it, it was learning something very, very new um, from scratch, but at the same time, feeling like everyone was learning at the same time. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, I actually yeah. really enjoyed that. I yeah, really that, that, enjoyed that. That was that. fun. That was fun. It, it is still still fun, but not as mm-hmm. as fun as when we first got into it because I think the hype was. I would argue it was a, the, there was more hype then. Oh, there was a lot more hype, but I think for yeah. us, it was just also it was so much newer. You know, every time you do something for the first time and you've got this energy about it, mm. yeah, I think I really, I Man, really loved that. I, I remember the first NFT I bought. Do you remember? Yes, uh, I remember. You told me about Lily, one of our previous guests. Um, mm-hmm. She bought this NFT. I forgot what NFT it was. Was it a I... um, cool cat? It might have been a cool cat or a world of women. I think I think it was a cool cat because um I remember Lily's Instagram story where she posted about um Mike Tyson mm. having a cool cat as well. And mm-hmm. the very and I was just I was like, Whoa. She bought this for <laughs> X amount of money and sold it for ten X amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, What the hell is going on? So, <laughs> yeah, I remember being so intrigued and I I literally bought an NFT the next, the very next day. That's right. I remember being so proud of you <laughs> at that moment because I was just like, "Yes, you you just did it." <laughs> no, okay, yeah, no, hundred percent. Everyone who's going to go into this space, think about it, know what you're doing. But yeah, when you and made I, the decision, yeah. just doing it and just like executing, love that. I love that for you. I remember yeah. being so happy for you at yeah. that moment. Then I then I resold that and it, that same nft for profit in a few days (laughs) so i was like let's not talk about how much it's worth now (laughs) yeah it's it's not worth as much now of course because of the back then Uh, when everyone it was the hype was different yeah the hype was crazy literally everything literally anyone can make money if you if you bought it most nfts so yeah trading it yeah yeah. but i i just enjoyed so much the fact that it was so new and it was so simple it was well, not just. Um, not everyone would think it's simple, to be honest. Um, oh, I, I think it's very um, conceptually compared to, compared to like traditional finance and um, oh, right. cryptos. It's a. I think it's definitely much more simple. You did, didn't really have to understand the technology behind it. It's you can just say it, it's, it's art trade. Yeah, <laughs> it's art trading trading JPEGs, pretty much as the memes online would say. 
But it's not that NFTs are not just art, they're digital assets. <laughs> Let us clarify. <laughs> but yeah. another think, episode for that. Yeah. I, we'll t- yeah, we'll definitely do another episode on it. But yeah. Um But yeah. But right I'd... now it's definitely not as not matured yet and most people are just using it. I think it's only for art, but it's mm-hmm. definitely can be a lot, lot more. Yeah, and that's what's really exciting. I think other things that have happened this year that are related to crypto and NFT is like um, the, the, the metaverse. Um, Facebook changed their name to Meta. Their holding company, their parent company, is changed to Meta. <laughs> Better. <laughs> that, is so, um, that is such a meta, meta move. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I didn't even understand that slang for ages. Mm. I still kind of don't, but at the same time, you know, it's fine. But I've already like agreed to disagree on that. Mm. Um, but that's the thing. It was just so exciting seeing big companies making this change and just shift towards the metaverse, mm-hmm. um, which makes me really excited. I would love to, you know, have an opportunity to work in that space one day. Mm. Um, but it's just when I think what was just exciting is just like you kind of see a glimpse of the future or yeah. where the tide technology bit, is t- yeah. turning a little bit. So. I think it's definitely a bit overhyped right now. Yes, uh, definitely. Yeah, no it's one really very, knows. very early. Yeah, no one very, really knows very what it's going to be used for. Yeah, like people are selling, like trying to say that, or oh, in the future, most of our time we're going to be spent in virtual reality. I highly doubt that. Definitely, I would definitely ag- agree that more time will be spent in virtual reality become more of a common thing but most time i highly highly doubt that i have a theory that event i think you're gonna be in the matrix (laughs) not in the matrix but from what i'm seeing is that um there's gonna be this process of everyone kind of yes increasing the amount of time they spend online whether that's in a digital world exactly with like an avatar and everything or just online you know like comparatively 20 years ago how much 20 years ago what how much really existed that we can be online but just even in the last decade how much time we spend on technology so yeah. once everything is in a sense matured i don't know whether it'll be within our lifetime or the next definitely um, in our lifetime i think well i think we'll see some of it up. the internet only popped up 20 like 20 30 years ago i know so, but there's it's such a shift between moving from reality into the digital world type of thing and so and i think governments will come in and try and curb that you know like i think china put in a ban of how how many hours kids are allowed to play video games now yeah but i don't think it's that's gonna stop no it's not gonna stop anyone but that's what i mean it's like there will be some sort of interventions of sorts of course, of course. there's gonna be interventions for any new technology for sure you but know, at the same so. time, it it still moves that way. The future is still like you know becoming more and more digital. Um, but I think as well, just from like a stimulation point, it's once the digital world becomes so um, ah, what's the word vivid and feels like real life, and there's enough trade off for it to it's better to be in the digital world than the real world, then I think there could be a, a changing point there. But of course, th- I think that's going to be a long time to go because I think 
Um, there'll be a lot of interventions before that. Yeah. The, before that yeah. even happening. To be honest, I'm not a big fan of virtual reality because I've experienced it once. Um, I just don't like how it just messes my my balance and my. Yeah. Mm, mm, I remember one mm. time I went to the science museum and they had this. Uh, you could try on virtual reality and put on these these uh, glasses, mm. not glasses. What what are they, those things? Headsets. Yeah, headsets. Or I don't I don't know. And you're pretty much in another world. And I remember I was in it and I consciously I knew oh, okay this is all fake these walls are fake I can walk through these walls without a problem so I did <laughs> so for half an hour I was just walking through walls and just trying to cheat your concept of time is screwed yeah my <laughs> I just want to say exactly so I was just walking through walls etc then when I came took the took the goggles or glasses off my sense of direction was so messed up. I had to stop myself from walking into walls in real life. So that was... See, the, but that's yeah. what I mean. That's the crazy thing. It's just, is the fact that as time uh, will go by and things advance, especially in this realm, and because there's going to be so much more investment into it as well, it will become more and more real. I think especially mm -hmm. if you were doing VR, AR last year, the years before, it's obviously not as crisp. You can tell that you're in a fake reality. But as technology advances, it will come and feel more real, you know? You'll end up having suits or having sort of tactile sort of um, additions that's and consoles. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I mean. And then what you see and feel in the game or in that world versus what you see in reality will be so kind of blurry. And then it'll become a change where, okay, it's all kind of like blurry and all kind of similar-ish. Which one would you rather be in? And that's where the choice will be, whether which one's easier on, on yourself, on your brain. Um, but that's what the, the, I think, yeah, both scary, but also like imagine just the possibilities. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting too excited. Yeah, I think we should save some of this for uh, an actual episode on this actual topic. A hundred percent. But that's I mean, kind of yeah. like... That's kind of covering, you know, what's around happened, been happening. Um, yeah. As you can hear, you, we are definitely very excited about in this space, and we're still very involved. Mm. And yeah. So, but yeah, we'll as as we said, we'll leave that through for an actual episode for its by itself. Um, other than that, did you want to touch on anything else, Flo? I wanted to just talk about a little bit of, I guess, because you know, it's a year of reflection sort of episode. What's in for our future? So a couple things. Mm. Um, we wanted to touch base on a little bit on the podcast as well. Mm. We do love doing the podcast, um, but I think it's a little unrealistic for us to do still week on week. Yeah. I um, think, um, yeah. When we first started thinking of stopping the podcast earlier this year, we, I think we were both really burnt out because mm every like having a different topic and an interesting topic for us to talk about every week was really difficult mm. uh, we were running out of ideas and at that if i remember correctly at that time you were really busy with workflow oh i was so busy with yeah. work <laughs> and i my headspace wasn't wasn't the best um so we just decided to stop and take a pause yeah yeah, yeah. and now um recording this this episode I don't, yeah, I really don't know how YouTubers and tic 
TikTokers, TikTokers, TikTok <laughs> people on TikTok make <laughs> content every day, you know. So yeah. I definitely, definitely admire them and mad respect. I don't know how they do it. Mad respect, hundred percent. I think, hey, maybe we should challenge ourselves to do something on a different platform or whatnot. But I think definitely for moving forward with the podcast, um, we're going to have a discussion on what's a bit more realistic. I definitely would love to continue doing the podcast, yeah. But maybe not on a weekly basis. Maybe, maybe on, on like a monthly, a, monthly on a monthly basis. basis. I think yeah. that's more realistic, and I think mm. we just can have a much more in-depth discussion about everything that's happening, but also. So much happens within a month. Um, I think yeah. now, especially with just a landscape of you know, COVID affecting our lives um, and everything else, mm. and so much that can happen within 30 days, actually, four yes. weeks, surprisingly. So I do like the idea of that, but Sam and I will have a, another discussion of this and decide, and then you'll see whether you get another episode next <laughs> month or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I think that's. I think that's definitely better. Mm. Yeah, but we'll of course, yeah. Depending on when the next episode comes out, you'll you'll guess what our decision is. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So uh, don't hold us. Don't don't be mad at us. But at the same time, thank you for listening, staying tuned, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing to kind of I guess touch base on is, um, what what are your hopes for twenty twenty two? Like what change? I can't remember what we asked last mm. year. Mm. I, I really wish now I kind of like played Went back, back and, and, yeah, and figured and out what was our questions. <laughs> oh, we should definitely, we, oh, we should definitely have a session to listen to our 2021. Oh God, that's going to be such a, okay, hold on. I just did a quick scroll. Uh, we did goals for next year. Yep. Huh. Okay. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Hold on. No, 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 no. Goals for next year and advice for each other going into the new year. Ooh, yeah, we did, we did do this. Okay. Um, do you want to start on the goals? Okay. Goals, um, goals for me for next year. Um, I've been through a lot this year as well. I think personally, um, I think just the landscape of everyone and everyone has. Um, so I think next year my goals is to hone in into a lot more of the different things that I want to do because mm. I definitely took a break from that from yeah. la- comparative to last year mm. and I just rem- remembered how much joy that brought me so I want to bring that back I want to bring back a little bit of my spontaneity going to Paris was awesome um, definitely an interesting experience uh, would love to redo it do Paris itself in a different way but I enjoyed the fact that I did it so spontaneously uh, mm. Spontaneously, and I, I think it's also just the fact that I had something to talk about yeah. that was just so out of the blue and unexpected and random. Mm. Um, so I think more spontaneous things, whether trips or events. Um, I obviously hoping that the landscape will be different and things will be able to travel and whatnot. But mm. I think a lot more um, personal development in terms of learning. I think just consciously learning, that's also something I took a step back from mm-hmm. um, and just improving your headspace and your mindset about what you're doing with your time. Yeah. Those are my goals. Yours? Okay. Um, my goals. Oh, and patience. And patience. I still Ooh. am struggling with that a lot. <laughs> I have none. Yeah. 
My goals, I, I don't know. Um, let me have a think. I, yeah. That's okay. I think um, number one goal I want to, something I want to achieve in 2022 is definitely be more mindful mm -hmm. of my thoughts and my, how I react to situations um why i say that is because um um i think we'll definitely have an, ep an, an episode about this but um to let everyone all the listeners know um i am depressed i'm seeing therapy i'm on medication um yeah so kind of why i want to be more mindful and be I don't know what the word is. I don't know what this journey will take, where this journey will take me to, but I just know that I, after going to therapy for a few months now, I am, I feel like I'm definitely more conscious. Mature. I maybe not the right word. Yeah. Conscious is probably the better word conscious of what I'm thinking and why I'm thinking certain things or why I did certain things. Mm. So yeah. I think mm. always a continuous journey. Yeah, I think conscious is the bit better word. Be more mm. conscious about how I feel. Reflect on, reflect more on how I feel and why I did certain things, why I said certain things. Mm. Yeah, that's my main goal. Second and third goal probably is with with relationships with people with people in my life, um, mm. friends and family. I hope my um. I can have better relationships with my family and friends because I mm -hmm. something I'm, that's something I realized that's really really important to me. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's then yeah, career wise, yeah, uh, I'm starting a new job in the the new year, which is I, I guess is exciting, but I don't know why I don't feel that excited because I thought the my career was really really important to me. The probably the first first thing that comes to mind when um i think of something that matters but now growing a bit more i realize career is not as important to me as i once thought it was so i mm. guess that's a good re realization but yeah well yeah you're always evolving and mm. you know it's great that you're in therapy right now mm. and so definitely i think it took I think this year just took a toll on everyone. And I think definitely if you feel like it's a bit too much, definitely seek help. Yeah. Um, there's there's vouch, no point. Yeah. There's no point that, not. Yeah. I can vouch that um, therapy definitely does help. Um, at the very start, I wasn't too, especially as a, as a psychology grad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're both psychology grads. And, <laughs> and I thought that um, therapy I was pretty hesitant on going to therapy because I was like, what, what can someone possibly say to make me feel better? You know, but mm. I've come to realize that that's not the point of therapy. Um, mm. You're not there for someone to tell you something to make you feel better. You're there to help you understand, mm. um, help yourself um, accept and understand why certain things happened, why you said certain things, why mm -hmm. you did certain things. And yeah, so if any one of you are just 
thinking about ever thought about therapy, I think going to therapy long term is definitely very helpful. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think it's also just not so much, um, you know, uh, that you need to you go there to just talk to someone, but it's there's nothing wrong with getting someone to help you sort your thoughts. Yeah. Especially because, some of the experience. Because yeah. I thought like anyone can do that job, but after speaking to the therapy a therapist long term, how they structure the questions and how they how they ask questions of it's very different from how you think. Yeah, yeah, how you think. So it's definitely very and I've been a very eye opening experience. So mm. yeah. I will of course we'll maybe we'll touch on the next episode because of this. Yeah, I think we should I've definitely do like that. a mental yeah. health sort yeah. of episode. So that would be yeah. great. Yeah. Um, the last question was advice for each other going into mm. 2022. You want to start? Or okay. Do you want... Oh, do you, if you, if you got, if you've got yours, you can go first. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I'll, I'll give you some advice. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> not, not Late on me, Sam. <laughs> not advice. I guess it's just what I, because we've been through this whole year together and, mm. Um, whenever you have a difficult thing, you call me and, and vice versa. And mm-hmm. from what I've seen, I think what you can work on is definitely, yeah, I think you said it earlier, patience. <laughs> yeah, you, I, yeah, I think you're aware. Patience. Because not, nothing, comes, um, nothing comes immediately. You have to work on it and, yeah. <laughs> but no, no. Yeah, okay, I know. I know. I, patience was also my goal last year. I think mm. it's just something that I really, really struggle with. And I'm still figuring out a way of how to improve it, really. Um, if anyone listening has any advice for how to increase patience, hit us up on our Instagram. Let us know. What's our Instagram handle, by the way? Is it Convos on our way? Convos yeah. on our way, I think. Yeah, I don't have. Do you have it in, on your on your app? Logs. I haven't been using Instagram, so yeah, I haven't. No, yeah, but I don't have Instagram on my. Phone. We still have the account, so that is a way to reach us. Um, and but yeah, but patience has always been something that I need to work on. Uh, definitely a good and a bad thing. Um. So, yes, no, I'm not surprised about that at all, but mm. thank you. I will continue to work on it. <laughs> mm. um, okay. Um, my advice to you, in all honesty, is to just keep going. Um, I think what you've been through this year has been a lot, and the fact that you're already, you know, doing something about it is amazing in itself. And the fact that you're doing that on your own uh, without, you know, really too much external help, I think that's the most important thing. I believe any sort of change, everlasting change in a person always comes from within. Mm. So the fact that you are, you know, proactive about it and doing your best with it, I think is amazing. I think definitely I would say doing things outside of your comfort zone for new experiences is important. Mm. Um, I'm a big believer of external stimuli and new experiences, just kind of adding things to the recipe, adding things Mm. to the pot. Mm. 
And so you'll get a different outcome. And every time you get a different outcome, whether good or bad, you learn some from thing, so learn something from it. Um, but also you just know what you like, you don't like. Um, and it's an experience regardless. And I think hopefully everything will open back up this yeah. year, this coming year, and you'll be able to experience that. So I think definitely do something spontaneous, go to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or go go to a, another country and see what how they live, and I think just getting out there and um, just trying new things, I think, is always a good thing. I think I probably gave you this advice last year too, which is funny. <laughs> but does that does that mean I've, I haven't been working on that on it? No, you have been working on it, but I think in itself because of the restrictions that we've had this year like let's be real last year we thought that we would be able to get out and about and go traveling and whatnot by by mid-year this year but that didn't happen <laughs> well we were semi right we did get out a bit this mid-year this year but then delta but came see, that's but see it. that's the great thing it's like every single time you know you came up to sydney or i came down to melbourne or went anywhere like domestically traveling went on a trip it's so much better it's always happy times <laughs> yeah okay um do you have anything else to touch on i think we've touched on everything i think i think we've touched on on a very long episode um mm -hmm. so i think let's let's cap it off here mm -hmm. Thank you, everyone, for staying tuned, read, uh, listening to this. If you have gone all the way to the end, thank you so much. Um, we're hoping that, yeah, you will see us next month. Um, I'm hoping that at least. Yep. Um, and that you all have actually, yeah, take the time, end of year, take the time, spend time with family, recharge, do nothing, um, and just just or definitely take the time. Do nothing the whole year, do something. Yes vice versa <laughs> um and i guess cheers to 2021 and to is a better year um, that's right and we'll make it a better year think about it that way <laughs> all right bye for now